What's the statement you're trying to make? That is no different. You know, no, it's no different. Um, Shakespeare was a man who wrote poetry. I'm a man who writes poetry. I mean, why not compare yourself to the best? This is the only way that you, what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm supposed to be here to be second best, right? I'm not doing, <laughs> I'm not doing this. You've never to, seen the like Yeah, I'm not doing this for that. I'm not doing this for that, you know, and if other people are cool with settling or not putting themselves in that light, then that's, you know, that's, again, that's their personal um, preference. That's yeah. their personal preference. If yeah. you don't want to be in that light, that's fine. I'm not mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have an opinion on what you want to do. If you want to be second, that's cool. My nigga feels from 808 Mafia. Uh, 808 Mafia. The social introvert. My hotel room got a basketball court in It's easy to tell who getting money and who isn't The flow exquisite, you ain't know it, ho, I'm in the shiz it Shit's up with it, ex your girl, she done been hip before And I done changed the whole world, she's still in love with it Though I've long cleared my roster, all that weed I'm smoking I forgot her At the bottom, improving our product so that we top them records We set the last time that we dropped something I'm in the car lot, drive top hunting I think I spotted one, the doors uplifted V12 humming as fine as my woman told a dealer keep the duffel in the 300 laws i use for stuffing because it's nothing uh, my hotel room got a basketball court in it it's easy to tell who get money and who isn't who isn't With the solar system in the ceiling in the ceiling is independent All my neighbors think I'm dealing My neighbors think I'm dealing Only real billionaires know the feeling We in hell What's going on? It's your boy Sid Davis, the one and only host of the Social Introvert Podcast, episode 257. You can find the show exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcasts, as well as SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcast. Google Podcast and Spotify. So, uh, according to the people of Twitter, uh, Meg the Stallion has snitched to the world about I guess confessing to Tory Shotter, which I don't know why people are such an uproar about it. She confessed to that weeks ago, um, after the whole Drea situation. Like, go back and read the tweet if the tweet is still up. I don't know if it's deleted or not. I don't have time to go back and look at tweets and shit. But she um, she, she insinuated that he was the culprit of her damaged feet. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I guess he shot her. Whatever. Uh, but I also made a statement that this just can't be a one-sided thing. Both are at fault. Something happened. And still... The full story is not out here. It's just, he shot me. Um, please, everybody, I'm a new star. Jump in my defense. Which, you shouldn't shoot no woman. I'm. It don't matter. Unless she's trying to come at me with like an AK-47 or like a machete. I'm clapping your ass. But, uh, <laughs> uh, in this case, um, I don't know how fragile Tory Lanez is. But fam, 
if you shot her. It's a damn shame on you, bro. Damn shame. Um, I know there there's this thing of today where somebody does something and apparently you can no longer listen to their music. I'm going to be the first person to tell you. I'm still jamming the Tory Lane shit. I don't care. Don't know the man personally. I like his music. I be liking y'all songs. I don't be giving a fuck about y'all personal lives unless I knew y'all personally. So, I'm here to confirm. I am still going to listen to Tory Lane's music. It's n- I, I just don't care. Like, I'm not the one who got shot in the fucking foot. Anyway, <laughs> I'm parched a little bit. I'm tired. It is... What time is it? Uh, 3, 3.22 a.m. I'm out. I'm out of it right now. So whatever comes out of my mouth, I could care less. But at the same time, forgive me. So um, let me see. Now that uh, Megan the Stallion has confessed to her being shot in the foot or confirming that Tori shot her in the foot, the Twitter mob uh, basically bullied every single male uh, rapper or whatnot to weigh in on the situation. Um, they were asking why were they being so silent, which I, I'll get into that in a minute. But of course, that kept going. Bun B came out. Um, I think he called Tori a hoe or some shit like that. I, I don't fucking know. Um, what else? Boosie's refusing to uh, speak on this situation. Who else has come out and spoke their piece? There's been a few so far. Uh, let's let's see what we got going on with this situation. Who has spoken out recently about the Meg situation? I know there was somebody saying that Tory needs to get beat for shooting Meg, and I don't know. Uh, there's been a few. But T.I. also said that Tory needs to come out and explain his side of the story, which uh, the LAPD has this under investigation. Tory really can't say anything. Tory can't say a word. <laughs> Not until this goes to court. Tory has to say it is almost like the time uh, where 50 and Ja Rule were beefing. And... There was that, that was that wild, I forgot what case it was, something crazy was going on with Murder, Inc. And I remember it got to a point where Louis Farrakhan had to step in and convince Ja Rule and Irv Gotti to change it to the Inc., but whatever. Uh, The case that Ja Rule, or that Murder, Inc. was facing with Irv Gotti Ja Rule had to stay silent. He couldn't speak. He couldn't say anything. He couldn't come out and make records because of Irv Gotti and the whole Murder, Inc. situation, that whole case that was going on. Um, I also believe if Ja Rule was able to say something, you know, clap back, no pun intended, uh, towards 50 Cent, that battle, it would have went a little different, you know? I I think he would have stood toe-to-toe. I'm just just saying as a longtime Ja Rule fan <laughs> it's my opinion but uh back to this Meg the Stallion situation um Tori can't say a word T.I. he can't I, I want y'all to sit down and just research what Miranda rights really are 
Miranda rights just don't stop at just getting arrested and having the police recite it to you. You know, it's how how does it go? You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you um, in a court of law. You have the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford an attorney, one will be appointed for you. So it goes beyond that. Um, T.I. just he gets on my damn nerves. That's all I'm saying. But to get to my point, um, another artist has come out and addressed his thoughts on Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez's situation. The legend himself of last decade, uh, this man, um, he's just, I, I put him up there top five of last generation. Waka Flocka Flame. Oh. <laughs> Let me stop. Uh, <laughs> well, not really. He didn't say much, but he kind of, I don't know. He put himself in, in the midst of all of this. Let me tell you who really addressed what they had to say. So I'm going to read the article real quick. He said, with so many people finally backing up Meg the Stallion after she admitted that Tory Lane shot her in both of her feet. There are still people dissing her online for whatever reason they can find. The most recent example came from a rapper out of Atlanta named Cash Talk. Cash Talk looks like, um, he looks like a claymation version of Trick Daddy. Um, please don't shoot me, sir. But anyway, <laughs> he says, Megan Six Feet. Tory 5-2. We don't know what the hell happened in that car. <laughs> Y'all know females be tripping and shit. All these cap-ass rappers picking aside like little bitches and shit. Waka Flocka ended up liking the post, seemingly co-signing the sentiment that Cash Talk vocalized by adding two 100 emojis. Needless to say, Megan the Stallion was not pleased. Megan the Stallion replies... <laughs> And says, he didn't make it past the ninth grade. I expect nothing less coming out of his mouth. Waka tried making things right with Megan, claiming that his comment was in reference to the t-shirt that Cash, that Cash Talk was wearing. But many are seen through his reply. And Waka Flocka replies to Megan saying, um, I was talking about the shirt at Drow Life. Damn, y'all think of me like that for real? But whatever. Um, <laughs> do you think Waka is just pulling damage control because Megan saw his comment? Um, I don't, <sighs> bro. I don't know, man. Waka is chilling. He needs to remain um, that way. Just you got Tammy Rivera, man. Relax. But uh, let me see. I'm gonna go to the next one. It says Megan denies dissing Waka Flocka Flame after Tammy Rivera stepped in. After there was an outcry from the public over celebrities remaining silent about the Megan the Stallion situation. Uh, let me see. Let me scroll down some more. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> this is stupid. This is so fucking stupid. Tammy Rivera chimed in with a little defense of her husband. Laying all the drama to rest, Waka clarified his emojis and said that he was talking about Dro Life shirt Cash Talk was wearing because he's part owner of the brand. 
as well to say that her comment wasn't directed towards Waka Flocka. It is all a bit of a mess, but Tammy Rivera made it clear that the Malford, oh, the Malfers, the fuck are the Mal? Oh, don't have any beef with the Houston hottie. Check out the exchanges below. Let's go to the exchanges. Okay, whatever. Um, let me get down to the real response. Uh, what? Okay, this is what she said. <clears throat> what baffles me is that Waka has shown nothing but love and support from day one. He's DM'd you many times sending you support and condolences. So if you felt away, why not reach out instead of sending a disrespectful ass shot? Anyone knows I have no problem checking Waka's ass when he's wrong. Only thing he's wrong for is not paying attention before commenting on his damn post. He has ownership in Dro Life, which is the clothing, the shirt that Cash Talk was wearing, and gets excited when he sees people wearing it, which is the shirt the man is wearing. What's even crazier is that we have talked about the situation and Waka said out of his mouth, Tori was weak as fuck if he did that shit to Megan before we even knew it was true. And one thing I know for sure is that my husband don't play about any kind of domestic violence. Neither does the woman who raised him. I won't let it, I won't let nobody drag him, especially when I know it was an honest mistake. What happened to Megan was wrong on so many levels. But your anger is misplaced. We stand with you, not against you, sweetie. Congratulations on your new hit single, WAP. <laughs> and walk a flock of next time. Pay fucking attention. Wow. Oh, when you commenting on shit, cause I ain't got time to be defending your ass for stupid shit. Man, um when did Tammy Rivera like the grammatical errors in her response are shit. Oh my goodness. But anyway, I'm gonna give my my overall opinion, you know, that transpired from Megan confessing that Tori shot her. I just here's my thing if i was in that situation my first instinct wouldn't be to shoot someone in the foot but at the same time um or let alone just there, there's so many loopholes in this story and everything that's going on at this point it's like whatever um i'm holding both accountable in the situation i said that from day one and I believe there's more to the story than Tori just shot her. I want to know what popped off. And I know it's going to take time for this to be confessed and, you know, until, you know, up until the trial. But uh, both need to be held accountable. I'm not just trying to jump in in arms. I don't know these motherfuckers. <laughs> That's basically what I'm saying. But anyway, I'm going to move on from that. Shout out to the legend walk a flock of flame bow 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 um <laughs> oh my god i'm tired man i'm delirious anyway i'm gonna get into some new music so dinner party consists of terrace martin ninth wonder kamasi washington and robert glasper uh they have a brand new project out called dinner party uh consists of let me see I believe it was seven tracks and I, I love this thing man from front to back i just i listen to this shit every morning um uh, at least tw 
twice. I'm just I just be sitting there chilling when I wake up and I just put it on because it's just it'd be the first thing that I see when I open up uh, my laptop on, you know, my music playlist. And I just, you know, I double tap the album art and I just let it rock and, you know, have it on repeat, man. It's just a relaxing project to listen to and to ride to, uh, especially at nighttime. But anyway, one of my favorite songs off this project is titled Love You Bad featuring Felix. Check it out. And I just want to love you bad. And I just want to love you That's Love You Bad featuring Felix by Dinner Party off of the brand new project. Dinner Party is available on all music streaming platforms. Go check it out. Such a dope project, man. Uh, so I um I had a lot of doubt with Nas's King Disease. And so I listened to it when it came out, man. It, it took a minute. I'm like, when like it's midnight. The album's not even out yet. Like, did Nas forget how to upload shit to the DSPs again? Like last time? Because <laughs> that's what I was thinking. But um, the album appeared. It was around 3.30, 3.45-ish, somewhere around there. 
in the morning and I press play and I'm I'm fighting sleep at this point. As I'm listening to the album, I get upset because I, I don't know. I shouldn't be listening to music at that time, especially when I'm trying to fight sleep. But I was upset because the collaboration that he did with Half a Mill on Half a Mill's album, um, I was just that still weighed on my mind and I was still pissed off about it. So that anger <laughs> shifted towards King Disease. And I just I got to talking shit, complaining, bitching. I was just I was a complete sourpuss. And I was just like, fuck this album, man. He phoned in the entire album. And <laughs> and I, t- I my brother, he hits me up. He's like, man, I know you caught the new Nas. I know you listen to it, bro. What you think? And I gave him my opinion at the time. And he was like, nigga, you, you tripping. I was like, nah, man, this I'm not feeling this shit. He's like, when you listen to the album, I said around three something in the morning. He's like, you need to listen to it again. And I'm like, why? He's like, you need to listen to it again. So I ended up listening to it later that day. And I will say, uh, this album is very solid. I, I really did enjoy it. Um, I didn't, when ultra black came out, I'm like, eh, it's okay, but it's like typical Nas. But in the sequencing of the album, I really, really like that song. I really do. Uh, my favorite song, it should be no surprise to anybody, is 27 Summers. I don't know why it's short. Nas needs like two verses added on to, <laughs> added on to that beat. That shit is insane. Uh, I do like, let me see. The song that I end up really liking a lot was Full Circle with AZ, Cormega, and Foxy Brown. Uh, my only gripe with that song is Nature is not on there. Had na- oh my god, had Nature. I think I they should have let AZ go last. I think they should have let AZ go last. Um. If nature came in first, uh, Foxy and Cormega and then AZ, let, let, let Nas go first. But, you know, in that order, Nas, nature, Cormega, Foxy Brown, and then AZ. Oh my goodness. (laughs) But that doesn't take away the fact that I really love that song, especially AZ. Um, I made my opinion uh, years and years ago. I think I always thought AZ was better than Nas. People like to get into that debate. Um, like, did AZ wash Nas? And people try to say, no, Nas held his own. But I'm like, I don't know, fam. Because <laughs> the other day I went back, um, I was listening to Stillmatic. And I listened to, what track is that? The Flyers on Stillmatic. Uh, track number 10. And... AZ ate him up, bro. Uh, Nas's verse, his verses were great, but uh, fucking AZ, AZ took that shit over. And like I said before, AZ will die an elite MC. I think AZ's almost 50, if not, it's probably 50 already. I don't know. Fucking 
man i i really want an official album release from him like now that would be amazing but moving on to other tracks i like blue bins blue bins is great it needs rick ross <laughs> i'm surprised that there was no rick ross feature on this album that would have been crazy uh 10 points is pretty cool uh car number 85 with charlie wilson was great i like the intro too uh spicy spicy's okay i like spicy a little bit and replace me with big sean and don tolliver i really enjoyed that as well um pretty much overall the album's great um this is i wouldn't say a return to form from nas because i because i believe his return to form was still matic it was just along the way he had some duds but it's you know that i'm glad this was way better than i anticipated it to be because after hearing nazir with um kanye west and then the the collaboration he did with half a mil i was kind of done i wasn't looking forward to it but um that's cool honestly i would like nas and hit boy to be a duo sound pretty cool i didn't know that they had a relationship since 2013 that's pretty interesting um hit boy get rid of dom kennedy <laughs> oh my goodness man and, and this is coming from an uber dom kennedy fan at one point like I, it were there was at a point i think back in 2010 2011 you couldn't tell me shit about dom kennedy i don't know what the hell happened but whatever Nas and hit boy could be a duo and I, I'd be okay with this. Um, I maybe I'm reaching with this. I would like to hear a firm album, hopefully, especially if they're rapping like this. Um, my only thing though is the fact nature is not with them anymore, man. What happened? Like, that's what I want to know. We need that story. Uh, because it was nature, Nas, Foxy Brown, AZ, and I think Cormega was like, he didn't want any part of it anymore then there was like that little beef with Cormega and Nas um and I guess throughout the rest of the year something happened Cormega and Nas patched things up and they're cool again I guess nature left Cormega came back to the firm I don't know man what happened because it would have been fucking amazing to hear from nature anyway um let me get on to my next story uh well really not that well it's still in the same vein of you know king's disease jay-z um this isn't a thing where i'm gonna side with one or the other um but it really did piss me off because i didn't expect for it to happen but uh in perfect fashion it did it, it really did jay-z and pharrell have reunited four song titled entrepreneur and you know it it bothered me because this was announced the day before Nas's king's disease album and i'm like dude this is the, he he's done it again he's fucking with Nas's rollout so it kind of it kind of pissed me off even at the time i wasn't interested in in hearing Nas's album and then I was like, wait a second. I'm on Twitter. See, I've been on Twitter for the past week or two, just 
going off, just saying what I wanted to say. Uh, the Tory Lanes and Meg the Stallion situation with the, you know, it's just, it came in in perfect time. And like Meg came out and says, the nigga Tory shot me. And the internet was on pause for a minute. And they were like, holy shit, what happened? And I'm not going to say that it took the attention away from Nas, but at the same time, Meg being affiliated with Rock Nation. Jay-Z just miraculously out of nowhere announcing a new song with Pharrell is coming. I'm like, why is he working with Pharrell again? I thought that was, I know they're cool, but that's kind of like, whatever. <laughs> um, It just, it bothered me and it pissed me off. And I'm like, dude, he keeps fucking with his rollout. And this isn't his first time doing it. He's done it. He's done it ever since he did the whole MTV's Unplugged album, but whatever. Um... I listened to Entrepreneur finally. I don't know what the fuck that was, but it was terrible. <laughs> it wasn't good. I did not like that song. And it bothered me a lot because I'm just. Why, why the fuck is Pharrell whispering? Uh, honestly, I prefer it if Pharrell just continued to do the nerd shit with Chad Hugo. Like, just continue to make some experimental shit i don't what the hell is this <laughs> but uh I, I i don't i don't know why jay-z keeps doing this because he did this last time with the whole uh the, what was that terrible ass album he did with beyonce i can see i can't even remember the name the carters i think that's the name terrible fucking album i hate that album but <laughs> i just I have a problem uh, when your hit single is titled Ape Shit and it's done by black artists and you're just trying to get a crowd of black folks to be um, proud in their blackness to go ape shit in the crowd. I, I'm not feeling that at all. And this song reminded me, actually, this song felt dated, felt like it was some old shit in Pharrell stash that he was like trying to hurry up and say, quick. We need to put something out to rival Nas and blah, 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 shit like that. And then it took me down a road where uh, Jay-Z would have like these Lucy's um, that were supposed to be on albums. And I can understand why they weren't on albums like uh, there. We know Hard Not Life with the, uh, the sample from Annie. We, we all know it. Uh, that worked. Uh, Jay-Z did something around that time well a little little while after that uh i believe it was called i'll do anything and the sample was oliver twist with the whole i'll fix everything or i'll do anything 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 for you uh those are for people who've seen oliver twist or you know heard any of the songs off of that broadway play but um that song is fucking terrible i always hated that song there was another song that Jay-Z did that was a Lucy that was horrible. Um, I think early this morning, which was like another sample track. I don't know what the sample was from. And it made me think of this might have been the worst one. Jay-Z around the Blueprint 3 <laughs> did a song that was supposed to be on that album called Ghetto Techno. And I guess he was trying to do something different. 
I'm telling y'all, it's easy to find that song. You can go on to YouTube, type in Jay-Z, type in Ghetto Techno. It's on there. And it is the shittiest fucking song I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> I might play it. It's fucking horrible, though. Like, Jesus Christ. It just pissed me off. I was so in, I was in my feelings, man. Cause I'm like, what is, who does he think he is to step on Nas's rollout? Like I was, I was going to fuck off on Twitter that day. I was talking, I was talking about the Meg the Stallion situation and just, I was on some shit that day. I was pissed, but, um, don't do it. Don't do it anymore. Jay, just stop it. Um, I, honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a hot take. Um, 444 is terrible. Now that I listen to it, like in retrospect, it's not. Maybe, maybe it's because the album isn't mixed and mastered properly. I don't know if that was intentional, but it doesn't sound very good at all. 444 is terrible. Um, okay, 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 I'll be nice. My favorite song on 444, um, and this is if you got the deluxe edition, is Blue's Freestyle, where Blue Ivy's rapping in the beginning. That's it. Uh, 444 is really not that great. Now that I listen to it, I'm, I'm just, Jesus Christ, who the fuck mixed that album? Anyway, I'm going to move... <laughs> I'm going to move on uh, and play some new music real quick. Let me see what we got here. Uh, there's an R&B singer that I ran into by the name of Joel. Never heard of him, but he has a project titled Grunge Gospel. Uh, pretty good. Um, I believe it's a, it's an album that was it, originally it was two EPs and he just decided to mesh them together. Um, and is basically put out, I think, a little bit after his grandma's death. His grandma passed away um, during this pandemic. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it, man. Uh, one of my favorite tracks on here is titled Nights in Durham. Check it out. I got hurt. The worst. I got church. They smirked. So I worked. And words. Now it's forget everyone who booze me. Yeah. I'm a jerk. A curse. I'm a flirt. Not perfect. But I work. But I work. And work. So now it's fuck everyone who use me. Yeah. They really try to page me. I don't take any noise or a single threat. The pressure really changed me. Like a dried up lung from a cigarette Dream love, it's worth some Be proud, cause you deserve some Be still, that's what the pro said In the home ends, only good friends I've been away, had to leave someday Tired of loose change just started coming up Same pretty nigga wearing trucks People talk on the regular Keep it airplane on the cellular 
worse. I got jerks. They smirked. So I work. It works. Now let's forget everyone who pulls me. I'm a jerk. I curse. I'm a flirt. Not perfect. But I work. And work. So now it's fuck everyone who use me. Once again, that's Nice and Durham by Joel off of the brand new project, Grunge Gospel. It's available on all music streaming platforms. Never heard of this guy. Um, I, I'm, I'm liking what I'm hearing, man. I don't know if he has anything coming out soon, but he did put out a bonus track that made it to this. I think it was titled, it's titled Well Done. That was not originally a part of this. Um, that's a pretty dope song, too, my one of my favorite favorite song on here period is let me see where where was it oh yeah woes woes is probably my favorite track on this album but overall i'm i'm fucking with what i'm hearing it's it's a little bit of uh the grunge rock alternative style mixed in with r&b on this album i'm kind of fucking with it man i um I'll, I'll be looking forward to see what he has coming next so before I get up out of here, I'm going to make this short. You niggas in the NBA are crazy. I'm going to be talking about the NBA too, uh, <laughs> you know, on Thursday. But with this story, let me see where I can find it because I accidentally closed out on it. Damn it. Uh, let me see. No, let me not go there because they keep killing me with the pop ups. So. This is on bleacherreport.com. <clears throat> Hornets broadcaster John Fock. Weird last name. <laughs> it's a weird last name. Uh, suspended indefinitely after tweeting racial slur. The, the Charlotte Hornets announced they suspended radio broadcaster John Fock indefinitely <laughs> after he posted a tweet that included the N-word. According to the Charlotte Observer's Rick Bonnell, Fock was commenting on the Denver Nuggets 135 to 125 overtime win over the Utah Jazz on Monday when he wrote the N-word in place of Nuggets. Fock issued a statement Monday to say he made a horrific error while attempting to tweet about the Denver Utah game. He says, earlier today, I made a horrific error while attempting to tweet about the Denver Utah game. I didn't know how I mistyped. Yeah, right. I had and have no intention of ever using that word. I take full responsibility for my actions. I have been sick to my stomach about it ever since. I'm truly sorry that this happened and I apologize to those I offended. He declined to comment further when Bonnell reached out. The Hornets hired Fock. <laughs> April 2019 to serve as their radio play-by-play -play announcer. He had previously called games for the Minnesota Timberwolves and Minnesota Lynx of the WNBA. So I'm going to go, let me read this tweet, man, because this shit had me crying. Um, Give me one second. Okay. The tweet that got him indefinitely suspended. 
Shot making in this jazz niggers game is awesome. <laughs> Murray and Mitchell going back and forth. What a game. That was at 2.59 p.m. on the 17th of August. Wow. Um, He had to. There's no way. Because even then, when it does auto correction on an iPhone, when I'm typing the word nuggets, I've done it before. It doesn't auto correct it to niggers for me at all. Never had it happen. Never. So this man is lying, obviously. And you can go look at him. Go look at John Fuck. I mean, John Fock. He looks like, I don't know if, you, if you've seen The Purge between the first one and the second one, especially the second one where they had that auction off, um, where they were bidding on who they wanted to kill and, or they were showing off the weapons in that scene. Um, he looks like the white dudes, the, the, I think they were twin brothers or something like that. It was like a quick shot of them. You can only, it was like one quick little shot, but you saw them sort of kind of later when they tried to go in to kill, um, the, the people that they captured within the maze, he looks like them. Like he just looks icky. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. You know what? I don't think he meant to type that in, but um, he's typed that word repeatedly, like a number of times in his phone through texts with other folks. That's all I'm gonna say. Anyway, um fuck you john fuck um <laughs> that wraps up this episode for me thank you for listening to episode 257 real quick shout out to my usuals 12 kyle podcast random tandem podcast conversation con artist just say words the john effect podcast and um it's been a while man i fell off with uh what podcast is that you see, oh, the thick podcast to, you know, black women, BBWs. And I fell off with them for about like two months, man. But I just went back to them and nothing's changed, which is a, a great thing. They're just as funny as ever. I just like their back and forth dialogue. Uh, shout out to the thick podcast. And I can't forget about the BYNK family. Shout out to government name podcast with Shogun and Cole Jackson. And shout out to Carefree Black Nerd Podcast with my boy Rain Coleman. He has a new podcast, Lovecraft Aftermath, based on Lovecraft Country. Um, we're only on episode two, but I'm telling y'all, if you have not gotten the time to watch this, please, when you get the chance, watch episodes one and two. Um, I'm really critical on TV shows. Um, I'm a little cautious with TV shows. This right here just is like a kick in the face. It's something fresh. If you've been listening to me long enough, I bitched and complained about how I'm sick and tired of seeing the typical stuff with black folks on television. Not like the, you know, the game banging and shooting stuff like that, but I'm talking about the romance aspect of it. Baby mama, baby daddy drama bullshit, or like the stalker bullshit, like fatal affair or obsessed and i've always said please give me something that is not only just 
horror based because you know we got get out and us with jordan peele but i've always said give me something with like some sci-fi or some fantasy type stuff with black people and i hey look i've been saying that for about a year now i think this has been in production or they've been filming this and working on this for about a year i guess i can say i spoke too soon this show so far like i said is only episode two amazing amazing uh, michael k williams is in here journey smollett is in here jonathan majors uh man th- just check it out it's a great show anyway uh let me end this show <laughs> last but not least shout out to jasmine blue and akeem skit with those are bynk blog content creators i'm also a blog content creator myself go to bynkradio.net go to the lifestyle section scroll down so you see social introvert if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I Sid Davis. I have other social media handles that will be in the description of this episode. Send your thoughts. You got any questions? You need any advice? Do not hesitate. Send those emails to the social introvert podcast at gmail.com. And until Thursday, guys, peace. Hitting corners in a Chevy like KD Looking forward now, bitch, she can pay me Is you with it or you not, bitch, pay me Choosing for you when up, ain't shit free Niggas talk behind my back and don't fade me My mama taught me, well, you can't play me Started pimping hoes when I was 18 Bought my first whip when I was 19 All black leather with a TV you could ask Dre, you don't believe me. AKA Compton Slim, that's my Peely. In the middles where Earl blowing big weed. At the shop with Lil L sipping dumb lean. Acting by the pine copy 16. My car wash, my ribs clean, sun beaming in my eyes, riding down Fig Street. The social introvert. Lay back, smooth flow, KD, who's your daddy? Leaning in my caddy, baby, cool slow. Ring bling, chain hang, gotta live my juice show. Over a silly bitch, never ever lose no sleep. He count money, not shit. Nigga, it's paper over pussy, that's deep. Haters, jumpy, feeling froggy, then leap. Mad cause I'm in a bitch and all the benefits I reap. Creep, low, motherfucker, you ain't no. Doing this since I kicked in the dough in 94. Made them see as an MC, I was the freshest. Back then, straight Mac in, living reckless. Simple life, not for me. Make them hit the spot for me. Pull up on them working five words. What you got for me? Yeah, I heard a little birdie say that they don't pay like they wait. They ain't worthy, Jay. I really don't know where all the time was.